having trouble connecting. Please check your internet connection. Yet we're talking just fine. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely working. Let me try one more time. There we go. Uh, oh, recording started. Looks like oh, it looks like it started ten, <laughs> 10 seconds ago. All right. Well, I told I told you I told you we were just gonna roll right with it. So yeah, let's do it. Technical difficulties aside, Josh, man, how are you doing? It's good to have you on. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Good to be here. Appreciate you taking the time. I, well, I know it's funny because I feel like everybody's got time right now. That's why I'm trying to take advantage of this. Everyone's just kind of stuck at home. So I know nobody can escape me when, <laughs> when I'm like, exactly. hey, you, hey, you want to chat? You want to record it? Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I know you have the time. Let's just let's just arrange it. And uh, yeah, it's I've been busy um, mixing, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now, I think people are really hunkering down and finishing their songs up and trying to be creative, uh, just, yeah. Just, yeah trying trying to really finish up things because you know we have so much time for some of us that have outside jobs mm-hmm. that are just stuck at home it just yep. gives us something to do you know so 100 percent. well so just to give a little background for for folks um you can go into it how long you've been mixing and all that but josh and i recently connected after I moved here to LA and he actually mixed a track for me, Don't Forget About Me, which is the, the most recent one that I had out yep. or most recent one yep. at the time of this conversation. So I love the way that it sounds. Um, I mean, you and I had a little back and forth beforehand, but um, yeah, I don't know if you want to just kind of start with your journey, how you got into this whole thing. Yeah, of course. Um, so I grew up uh, in a very musical family, I guess you can say. Both my parents uh, were singers and um, and musicians in their own right, and and both wrote songs as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Both song songwriters, and they decided not to pursue that professionally, but they uh, they did it well, you know, throughout my childhood. And we would sing in church a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Came up came up doing that kind of thing. Um, I was the the third part harmony, you know, because my, my <laughs> mom or dad would sing the melody and then one of them would sing a harmony. I'd be the third harmony. So uh, I, I started doing that when I was really young, like we're talking two or three years old, just singing mm-hmm. with the parents and stuff. And then uh, when my brother was born, um, you've met my brother, Joel, and, and yep, he, yep. he would sing with us, too. Um, and I continued, uh, I, I took piano lessons when I was a kid as well. So I, I can play piano. I've been doing that for a while. Um, and all of it kind of culminated with uh, singing a lot in high school and the choirs and things like that. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people have done. Um, but I didn't know. Uh, so this was around, I graduated high school in 07. So yeah. Uh, this was around that time. I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I didn't have the money saved for college. Um, mm-hmm. and my parents couldn't really put me through college at the time. So I, I decided to join the military. So that's what I did. Um, Appreciate your service. Right, thank you. No, um, it's my pleasure. Um, so right out of high school, I joined the Marine Corps mm-hmm. just for the challenge of it. I was yeah. like, uh, cause I'm attracted to, you know, things when people are like, you can't do this. And it just makes me want to do it more, you know? So yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I was, I, I didn't know. You're what a I rebellious teenager. What to expect, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I didn't know what I was in for at all. Um, I was, you know, out of shape. I was like undisciplined and all that. So when I went in and, and then they obviously, when I came out, I was, a uh, I was a Marine. So it, they fixed all that. <laughs> 
Um, it's a good place to go for discipline, I would yeah, assume. They're good at it. They're good at, uh, <laughs> at making you do what they want you to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, so I did that. Um, and there was really no plan to like get out. And, and, and what ended up happening was I, I got out after four years and I was eligible for the GI Bill. And I got out and went right to college and got my music degree. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason for that is I, I didn't really think uh, I really missed doing music stuff in the Marine Corps because I wasn't in the band or anything. I was actually yeah, yeah. I had a regular Marine Corps job. Um, I was doing like ground electronics maintenance, which actually mm-hmm. transfers a lot to like really? okay. flow and mixing a lot, yeah, which, yeah. I'll, which I'll get into. But um, yeah, I, I just really missed doing music. And I was like, if I can get out and do college and get a music degree for free without any debt, you know, why not do that? And then, and then see and go from there. Um, but while I was still in the Marine Corps, this was around 2010, I believe. I was home on leave and uh, back in Connecticut. And uh, I got rear-ended at a red light. And I was fine, luckily. But the car, uh, we had like a settlement because my car was totaled and, and the insurance paid out a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a little bit left over to buy my first MacBook Pro. And Ooh. then I had, which was a, a real dream to have um it was like my first really good computer like my first mac in general so my i was new to the mac world and i had logic on it i didn't start with GarageBand. i just jumped right into logic (laughs) and i I had no idea what i was doing man like it was it was really bad um but it it was funny so i I just started i had a piano of course like an electric piano Mm -hmm. uh and i would record my songs and i would record my brother and I writing songs together and, and singing. And then I would try to mix it, try to get it to sound good and um, learn what an EQ is. What is a compressor, you know, things like that. And where, where were gosh, you learning a lot of this at, at the time? Just curious. Just trial and error at first. It was really? a lot okay. of trial and error, more, more error than trial. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it but, goes. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just by ear. Um, I remember uh, first few productions, what I would like to do is I would listen. Uh, do you know the song Wait For You by Elliot Yaman? Yes. Baby, Baby I will wait for you. you. Oh, yeah. man, that, that takes me so, back. Nice. Okay, classic, yeah, yeah. right? So classic song. I really liked it. So I did a remake of that song. And um, so it wasn't a cover. I wanted it to actually sound identical to as the original to in every way, you know, as close as yeah, possible. Yeah. So, and I would actually encourage any producer starting out. That's a great way to learn like how sounds are put together. It's mm-hmm. just like, you, you really have to learn and, and you have to critically listen because you can really, you, and know, you were just doing this all with a keyboard and synthesizer all by ear. Yeah. So the, nice. the, the instruments in logic, so like just the built-in logic stuff. I didn't have mm-hmm. any third-party um, stuff at the time, and I would, uh, I would get, I would make the drums from scratch. I didn't have any samples to pull in. I didn't have anything. So I, I would literally go in a drum synthesizer and tweak it until it sounded right, and learn about you know all the nerdy synthy you know mm-hmm. envelopes and LFOs and learn all about that stuff. And 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 I still thought I knew about it back then, but I <laughs> obviously. You know, you think you're somewhere and then you you look back and you're like, wow, I knew nothing. But um, I thought it I thought it was pretty good. And I would put it out on SoundCloud and I would I would ask for feedback from uh, there's this uh, website for pro audio called Gear Sluts. And I would mm, go yeah. on there 
uh, I would go on there and post the SoundCloud link and, and ask for feedback and like, am I EQing this vocal right? Am I, you know, am I doing mm-hmm. this right? So, and uh, at first I wasn't, uh, you know, I was still in the Marine Corps. So, but once I went to college, I had a couple professors that I would bring my mixes to and I would be like, hey, what can I do better? What, um, how does this sound to you? And they would play it and, and I'd be in the room and they can give feedback. And, um, and then I'd be like, well, I was trying to make it sound like this. And then we would listen to that. And then, so that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of, uh, was the beginnings of just me understanding how to produce, um, and then also how to mix. So I did start off as kind of a, a songwriter slash producer slash trying to mix my own stuff, mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of a do it all engineer kind of thing. So, gotcha. Yeah. And, and I know that was a shift. lot. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's it's good. I mean, I, I want to take it all the way back to yeah. the beginning, actually, because it's it's one of those things where it's it's somewhat serendipitous. The fact that, like, I'm sure at the time, you were devastated that your car was totaled, and the the fact that it allowed you, you know, just that whole sequence of events kind of led you down this path where now here you are on the other side of the country working on music and working yeah. you know, with, with some incredibly talented people. Um, so I, I, I mean, it's just interesting how that kind of led one thing to the other. And then obviously like it's, you had the musical background growing up. So that, that built that foundation or it set it up. Yeah. Um, what, what was the drive for you after college or after, after the Marine Corps though? Um, and then like, I, I guess you can continue continue with your pathway what brought you out here to LA and and now you're you're focused solely on on mixing right mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly so that's a good question um if i really think about it what was my drive like after the marine corps um man that's a really good one um i would say it, i always like i said i always like a challenge right so if i could make a song and it would compete with what I've heard on the radio or like a hit song. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, the end goal is obviously, you know, uh, write a song or, you know, now work on a song, be involved in a production that millions of people hear, you know, and through some of the artists that I've worked with, I've gotten to do that. and, And it's a really great feeling. And, you know, and then beyond that, you know, uh, Grammy awards, things like that, like get, recognized for projects and that's not the yeah. end goal but it's it's a good feeling when when you know you're working on something that has impact yeah that is kind of almost like a tastemaker kind of material mm-hmm. in the music world and that's why a lot of the, the music i work on is pop and hip-hop and like modern styles of music yeah. um even though i didn't come up that way which i'll which i'll tell you now um so yeah continuing from there when i was in school uh i was in a classical program. So uh, I took classical voice. I studied voice mm-hmm. um, in school and I would no, record. I, I, I'm sorry, I, get, I gotta interrupt because yeah. I, I mean, I've heard your pipes um, at yeah, yeah, yeah. the show where you were, you were singing with Lucidius. So I can mm-hmm. definitely now see the classical training that you have. <laughs> Thank you. Man. Yeah, I just wanna just, just throw that out there as a compliment. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Sorry uh, to interrupt, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, it was it was really fun. Um, learned a lot. Um, like I've been, like I said, I've been singing since I was three, so it was nice to get a solid technique to kind of integrate into what I'd already been doing. Um, yeah. And kind of learn to, you know, it was almost more difficult for me because I had been singing for so long to kind of unlearn some of the habits that I had 
mm-hmm. you know, which is a whole conversation in itself. Like, how do you do that? You know, how do you unlearn things you've been doing for years and, uh, and then relearn and reteach yourself, which is, which is a lot, you know, yeah, um, yeah. to do. But what I would do is I would start recording my friend's recitals, um, for, you know, hundred bucks, 200 bucks. Um, and it'd be like an hour recital and I'd set up a couple mics and I'd record it. It could be a, it could be a violin recital. It could be a Mm -hmm. voice recital. It could be any, usually classical or jazz. Um, I did a couple of those as well, which were fun, but then I would come back and I would only have two tracks left and right (laughs) because I'd set up two two mics and, and I would have to master it. And so that was kind of my introduction to mastering and what is that? And, and, um, how does that work? Because you can't really quote mix, you know, when you just have to a, a capture of a live space, a live, it's, more, yeah. it's more of a mastering uh, thing. So I got interested in that and, and what's involved in that process. And yeah, after that, um, so now I'm in school from, uh, let's see, 2011. And I graduated in 2015 with a bachelor's mm-hmm. of music. So, uh, and the whole time I was working outside of class, recording and mixing for my friends and just really, there, there wasn't a lot of people ask, you know, should I go to school for engineering? You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. ask that. Um, and I say, no, you should go to school for networking. You should go to school to meet your future clients. Cause some of the clients that I met in school, I'm still working with. Really? That's, all, yes. th- that's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what I tell uh, tell everybody coming up. Did you have did you have a comment? <clears throat> oh no no no. I I mean that that was actually one of the reasons that I was considering kind of doing my master's. I was I wasn't sure if I was going to go back to school. It it probably would have been because I I didn't go uh, I didn't get my bachelor's in music. It was something completely unrelated. But I I always felt that if I had gone back, that would have been a probably the most organic way to build a network. Yeah. Uh, just because it's other people at the same level on the same page, kind of learning the same thing. Um, So, and it's, and you're not the first person that, you know, I've spoken to where it's just like, yeah, the school was all right, but what I really got out of there was the people. Yeah. Uh, And, and yeah. So, so I, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like it, it really is just about who, you know, right. So, and if you can put yourself in environments where you're going to be around similar people or like-minded people, I think that's incredibly important. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and the relationships are great and they're still, still good to this day. I actually recently last year, I, I went home for my birthday, which is now in Virginia. My parents mm-hmm. live there and uh, I visited my school, which is uh, James Madison university. Go Dukes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> have to give a shout out there, but, uh, yep. but yeah, I, I got to hang out with a couple of my former professors and they were just really great and really supportive of what I'm doing now. And, and uh yeah so out of school uh so we're in 2015 and what i did right after that is i rented the top floor of my parents house and i turned that into a studio so i had Mm, um so i built it out um with treatment and everything kind of like i have here but it was a little bit bigger because real estate in virginia is a little cheaper (laughs) than in la oh Um, yeah so you know we got condensed when we moved but it's cool Mm -hmm. We're still good. Uh, I mean, you have all the space you need, I'm sure. Yeah. You can, you can probably make any situation work, right? We make at, it. At, at this point, yeah. Yeah. At this point, you, you learn how to how to make it work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, there it was great. I had, um, I had a nice, uh, control room and it, and it was spacious and had, you know, couches for clients and chairs and just a lot of, you know, instruments and everything. And then I had a room adjacent to that where I could set up some drums or, or record. And I recorded some really cool stuff there that I'm really, really proud of just the recording aspect of it. So um, and a lot of it was live instrumentation. It was um, singer-songwriter records mm-hmm. that are kind of a little more grounded, a little more earthy, and uh, that that kind of tone as opposed to like pop records, you know? Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, I did that for a couple years. Um, and I had finished up a, a worship record for a local church in Richmond. Mm-hmm. and in 2016 and i had a little bit money of money left over from that job and i was like let me treat myself to a vacation and i said i've never been to la let me go to la see what it's all about and it ended up being around the time when manny mariquin who's a one of the top mixers in the world was having a seminar uh on mixing just a one-day seminar in la at his studio Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is really, again, serendipity strikes yeah, again. Yeah. I was, I was like, I got to go to this thing. This is, this is calling to me. So I went there. Um, I had a buddy in LA who's still here doing um, film scoring. Mm-hmm. And so I hung out with him a little bit, but while I was here, the vibe, I just loved everything about it. Um, it was. Do amazing. you remember what month you visited? October. October. Okay. Does it start to get yeah. cold in Virginia by then? Yeah. Because for me, yes. for me, anytime I would come to LA in the winter, uh, and me being from Chicago, I, I would just be like, I don't, I don't understand why I don't live here yet. <laughs> so, exactly. Anytime exactly. it starts to get cold and I come here, it's like seventies and sunny every single day. I'm just like, I don't That's get it. That's a good point. That's a good point. It, yeah. That probably got me too, but it was just, mm-hmm. I mean, everything about it, the fact, I, what I tell everybody that asks is I'm like, the fact that you can sit down any night of the week with some of the best musicians, best mm-hmm. producers, best engineers in the world, any night of the week, you know, if you know them, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. is is amazing. And, and yeah. to me, like, just I want to be surrounded by people that are better than me at what I do to mm-hmm. to so that I can improve. Because there comes a point where, um, not that I was the best engineer in Virginia, but there comes a point where I just want to be surrounded with more people. Uh, and and more engineers that can really mm-hmm. sharpen me and make me better. So yeah, um, I just fell in love with it. I had a great time at the seminar, and I was I told myself I was like, one year from now, I'm going to move out to LA, and that's exactly what I did. So yeah. I, I so it was this 2016 that yep, you moved so out. That was October 2016. I visited, and then oh, you October visited. Okay. 2017 moved out here. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So you just celebrated what a little over two years, almost two and a half years now. Yeah. We're coming up on two and a half. Yeah. Time flies, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's been Um, amazing. Yeah. No, I, I, and I think we'd even spoken about this one of the first times that we had kind of met, I think for coffee a while back, but yeah, there's just, it's similar to one of my reasons for coming out here, just the concentration of people. Um, Sorry, the concentration of people, doing something similar to what you're doing right so like just the creative energy like it it was just completely different uh being here than being in chicago and i I got a lot of love for my city but you know there's a reason la is la there's a reason hollywood is hollywood right like you know ideally uh you know or you would assume the best of the best are are flocking here or at least incredibly talented people are coming to this very now densely populated city but you know 
at the same time, um, I just think that it's what I really loved about it, uh, as opposed to you know where I was from, and I'm, I'm sure it's probably similar in Virginia and other parts of the world, but or other parts of the country. But you know, everybody here, if you're not doing it full time, it's still you know a big part of your life. It's a it's a part of who you are, right? So back in Chicago. Um, I, when during the times that I wasn't doing music full time, anytime I would talk to someone, say like, "Hey," uh, or they would ask me like, "Hey, what do you do?" It would always be this like weird like, "Oh, if I say I do music, they're like, oh, okay, cool, but like, what do you what do you really do, right?" Yeah. yeah. Whereas here, uh, you know, most of the people, at least the interactions that I've had over the last six months, it's like it doesn't really matter what you do because it's about who you are. It's about what you're trying to accomplish, and so I, I don't know. I just, I felt that energy right away as soon as I, as I moved here because yeah. you know everybody's everybody's just trying to make it, and it's a it's a city of uh, what do they say, city of dreamers. Um, yeah. And so like in a way, in a way that was kind of nice to be able to like come here and, and have that warm, open nature and creative vibe uh, all around. At least at least so far, I've had a, a, a positive experience. I know I was hearing horror stories, and you know people were warning me coming out here, but I I mean. Everyone I've talked to is super nice. Then again, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just not at the level where I've met all the assholes yet. No, no, I I think you're absolutely right, uh, Zane. I think I think um, yeah, LA is. I think you get out what you put into it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, if you put in the good energy, the friendly energy, the ener- the work hard energy, and just the quality of your work is good, I think people will want to keep working with you. And um, and yeah, I, I, not to say all the people that are telling horror stories is their fault, but I'm just saying <laughs> there's a way of looking at the world yeah. where, you know, I think you get it and there's a lot of people that don't, but I, I think there's a way of looking at the world where you just take responsibility for what happens for the most part, you know, and, and you really do own whatever situation you're in, um, mm-hmm. good or bad, and then seek to improve it if it's bad and seek to continue it if it's good. And, and, I really agree. City of Dreamers is what was popped in in my head when you were talking. Yeah. Um, it's just it's respect for the dream, you know. Like uh, LA just has a lot of respect for the dream, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's something you don't find in other cities that you know don't have that. Yeah, it's yeah. I, it's like I said, it's just it's been a great experience overall. But I think you kind of nailed it on the head there. There's like people respect the fact that you're trying to do be something more than you are that you're hustling towards whatever it is that you know you're passionate about or whatever your goals are yeah so, definitely but dude how are you holding up with this uh coronavirus stuff yes. it, i mean, I mean yes. it's obviously impacted everybody but um i feel like for you you know even when we did our work everything was done primarily remotely so are you you know business still good in a sense uh, without getting too yeah. personal but um yeah like you said it seems like there's a lot of creative folks that are trying to use this time uh in a productive way so i would assume that from your standpoint uh, things should still be rolling kind of smoothly since you work from home yes or work work from your home studio yeah so everything has pretty much gone on for me without a hiccup mm-hmm. uh apart from the precautions i'm taking personally you know obviously to to just you know be more mindful about uh cleanliness and things like that that we're all doing you know just being safe um of course, take this, take this thing seriously, you know, and, uh, but without crossing into fear and, you know, anxiety and all that. And I'm really trying to kind of hit the, hit the middle there, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta balance that out. Yeah. So I'm still going for walks in the neighborhood. I'm still, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I totally, um, 
am trying to stay active and and not um, give in to just staying <laughs> home and being completely isolated from the world. And I think I would encourage people to try, you know, to yeah, try yeah. to like walk around yeah. a little bit. You know, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to slip into Netflix and ice cream. Every yes. Night. <laughs> yes. No. Preach. No. Preach. That Tillamook though. Do you, are you on Tillamook ice cream? Do you know no, that? No. No. Dude. Okay. You're nice. What? What? Are you like a chocolate or vanilla uh, person? What do you? I, what do you prefer? I, I'm, I'm a chocolate fan. Yeah. Me I too. mean, I, okay. yeah. I'll, I'll take anything. Honestly, I'm, I'm experimental. Okay. So tell me so more. Tillamook. All right. So this is a. I believe they're from Oregon. Okay. Uh, but they're a, they're a family-owned company, which I always love. But they make the creamiest, best ice cream I have ever had in my life, and I stand on that statement. That's quite the endorsement. Okay. It is quite the endorsement. Uh, you can get them at Ralph's, and my favorite flavor is it's called Tillamook Mudslide. And Tillamook Mudslide. Okay. I believe, and it's like a chocolate base with like a bunch of like fudge and like all kinds of goodies it's amazing yeah sign me and up and it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely one of those netflix and ice cream kind of years or <laughs> hopefully not a year <laughs> we might have months though you know um yeah. some someone uh someone um was had posted something about the la mayor today yeah. saying that the, like eric garcetti, he, eric garcetti yeah. like uh was basically quoted as saying like he's expecting this lockdown to potentially last uh, another two months yeah um which yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a change of pace. Um, you know, there's obviously folks who are uh, less fortunate in the sense that work requires them being there or things like that. So I do hope that there's, um, I do hope that there are measures put in to be able to help people. But like two months is a long time. It is. Like that's, it is. it's, it's kind of nuts. But sorry, let's get back to the ice cream because you said Tillamook mudslide. Yeah. And Tillamook the entire time, slide. the entire time I was, have you, have you heard of Halo Top? Like yes, to me, to me yeah. that that's like, that's my, my guilty pleasure of like, I'm not going to feel so guilty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the anti-guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I can eat this whole thing and the numbers right there. And I, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever not finished a pint. It's actually quite embarrassing. Well, it's embarrassing for some people. For me, I consider it accomplishment, but. Um, exactly. Like beer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I will have to try Tillamook though and see. Yeah. And they have pints too. What I was they talking do? about was in, in the half gallon. So they have that size, which is great. You know, if you are alone, but, the, no, this, <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't like uh, healthy ice cream, right? This is, this no, is straight no. up like, this is I, the best I, ice cream. This is the devil's ice cream. Okay. The devil's ice cream. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going, this is the bad. Okay. Side, okay. Naughty. So I'll I'll Naughty save list. I'll save it for like my my Saturday cheat day or something. Yep. Cheat day. This is a cheat day approved. Um, but I was gonna say they have some artisan flavors mm -hmm. that are still Tillamook, but they're in pints only, and some of those are the best too. They have amazing cold brew one that's just like okay. the best coffee ice cream I've ever had. I'm not a huge fan of coffee ice cream. I love coffee, but um, this cold brew they have a cold brew one, and then they also have. If you're a peanut butter guy, I love peanut butter in my ice cream personally. Mm, I'm um, a big peanut butter fan. They have, they have, it's called like double peanut butter, peanut butter. It's like, <laughs> it's like lots of peanut butter. <laughs> is there it's chocolate like, in it too? No, I don't think it's, pe mm, don't, right, it I mean, is. I, I still, I, I'll still, I'll still love it. Peanut butter, peanut butter is my favorite. They do have peanut butter chocolate, but trust me on this one. It's still got the endorsement, ringing endorsement for those three. The coffee, mudslide coffee, mudslide coffee, butter. and the peanut butter in the pint. The the coffee okay. and the peanut butter in the pints. Take All notes, right. people. 
You got I this. will. Uh, I will have to try it. And um, is it is it only Ralph's that it's available at? Um, I've seen it at uh, where have I seen it? I've seen it at Pavilions as well. Okay. Uh, I've seen it at Ralph's. Target actually just picked up the brand, I believe. So oh, okay. It's, it's in right. a lot of places. Should a lot of places. Just I'll check, check it the out. Free, freezer section. We've uh, uh we we've yeah. really been leaning in on this Amazon Fresh stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if you've ever used it before, but we discovered it earlier this year, and man, is it a game changer? Because like, there were a couple of places, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I anytime I would pass by a. Uh, grocery store there'd just be a line outside and yeah. like you know and, th and this is after it was organized because like before it was it was disorganized and there'd just be a line because there's a line and yeah. the place is crazy but now it's like they're trying to limit the amount of people inside so people aren't getting too close and bunched up so yep. yeah no we we've been I, i'm curious i'll have to check if it's on uh whole or either the whole foods thing or amazon fresh yeah. but then yeah, I'll, I'll leave it I'll, I'll, put, I'll put my shirt like this and i'll go get some get something from ross it's worth the risk <laughs> just kidding just kidding there's a disclaimer at the bottom it's okay guys it's just it's just a joke, guys nothing's a worth joke. well i don't know if it's the devil's ice cream yeah i don't know man then it's no, borderline it's for me personally i won't i won't force my views <laughs> on anyone but yeah man the uh, uh in answer to your serious question um yeah work has been good um I've been staying busy because uh, a lot of artists are now able to uh, just kind of hunker down. There's, there's obviously the loss of income for a lot of people, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, which has definitely, um, you know, damped down like the amount people can pay, but a, a lot mm -hmm. of the time, but you know, there's during this time, like if I have free, you know, time to fill, there's kind of, there can be a balance, you know? So it's, it, yeah. it worked out to um, just me wanting to fill a certain amount of time per week to mix because the only way I get better at mixing is by mixing. So it's yeah. like, if uh, you put the time just, in. Yeah, exactly. So I try to stay busy. Um, there's a, a label called hard drive that you and your viewers should check out. Um, that music really, like a record label? Yeah, it's called hard okay. drive. Hard drive. Um, All right. Hard drive, but it's just the consonants. So H R D R V dot com. Okay. Just the, just the consonants in the word hard drive. And the goal yeah. of hard drive is to empower artists at a low monthly. It's a subscription service, uh, but they mm -hmm. want to empower artists to put out all the songs on their hard drive that are just sitting there. Uh, ah, so okay. The all the all the stuff that you kind of sitting on. Yeah, all the work, like finish your song. The, the motto is just like finish your song today. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm one of the mixing partners there. So I get a lot of work uh, from them and they just keep the steady flow. And we have um, budget options and we limit things like track count and we limit like mm -hmm. certain arrangements and things like that. So sometimes they're just sending in like a two track for the instrumental and then some vocal tracks and we mix it we mix it up for really cheap like you know it's ridiculous uh it's hard drive it's all on the uh, yeah they're on instagram as well at hard drive mm, okay. H -R -V. um and they're fantastic that's going to be the future man um we've already got like a hundred i believe i might be misquoted i might be underselling it a hundred artists are signed up maybe 200 something somewhere around there that's crazy also, so what yeah. i mean are you are, well sorry let me ask are you are you involved in any other capacity or is it just as a, one of the mixing engineers 
so I know the CEO uh, mm-hmm. of Hard Drive. So we, I was kind of in on the ground floor. With gotcha. Them. Okay. So I do have a little input, but nothing. I'm not running like their day to day. But what I do, mm-hmm. uh, I'm one of their go to mixers uh, and engineers, and they have maybe seven others besides myself. So they have a team, gotcha. um, and that that's one of the big selling points. You get a team. Um, you get album artwork that looks fantastic, which is huge, you know, for, for, mm-hmm. for artists. Um, you get the mixing discounts uh, that I said, you get uh, visualizers are included. And there's Ooh, three, uh, nice. there's, there's three levels of the plan. There's a free version, uh, the freemium mm-hmm. version um, that just gets you discounts. I don't think it gets you any like free stuff, but it's free to sign yeah. up. Um, and then there's like a, a middle of the road paid plan. And then there's the full paid plan, which the, the most expensive one, I think, is around 50 or 60 a month or 600 for the year, somewhere around there. Um, gotcha, okay. And yeah, let me know if anyone wants to sign up. If you put my name in, Josh Woods. Ooh, you, you got you a referral? A, you get a discount. Yeah. So you get like okay, 10% I'll, I'll, off. I'll, I'll throw that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Um, shoot, shoot it to me Shoot it to me after the call. And I'll, do I'll have that in there. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, is this, is this something, so you're recommending this for any independent artist or like, how does, I guess I'm just trying to fully understand what the business model is yeah, for yeah. like, what is the advantage for the artist and what is the advantage for, for the, I guess the record label, not that you're the spokesperson for that, but even if you were, of course, I'm just trying to get, get a better a little, understanding. little asterisk there. I'm not the <laughs> spokesperson, but I, I will speak about it because I like bragging about them. But, um, so all they take is mm-hmm. they take 5% of the streaming royalties. You okay. own your track. You own all the rights. You keep all your publishing. All they take is 5% on DistroKid. Um, if, you mm, distribute, okay. if, if you distribute through hard drive, you can still choose to distribute on your own and you still get access to the discounts and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't, we don't make you distribute through us. Um, but we do help artists that are worried about distribution or don't, yeah, yeah. You know, don't want do, to deal with they, the headache. You know, do they distribute through DistroKid then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. They, yeah. they have the big label package so we can distribute a bunch of artists and mm, um, okay. all that gotcha. stuff. So yeah. Oh, nice. As far as I know, it's, it's, it's one of those uh, things, but yeah, man, um, just 5% off the top of the DistroKid, you keep everything else. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. They and the nice thing is, since I'm working in at a discounted rate, they cut me a few points off the top as well mm-hmm. of their cut. So, um, gotcha. Okay. So hard drive is hard drive themselves. Instead of taking the five, they're giving me like two or three um, for me. So to be able for, to, for, to for do my the work investment. in there. And that's the that's the payoff really is once the uh, once we get enough artists on the platform, mm-hmm. um, the model is we just we're able to get a lot more streaming revenue just from the number of artists. Um, And you know, that, that can grow exponentially. And then once an artist has a hit, which is only a matter of time before an artist that's on the hard drive platform has something that picks up either virally or whatever. um, And it brings more attention to the label and things like that. But yeah, it's a subscription service um, and very artist centered. We, we don't want to cause there's so many horrific labels deals out there which i'm sure you're aware of um I've heard they're story, trying fair to, share of stories, yeah yeah they're trying to be the opposite of that and just the most open and honest mm-hmm. no hidden weirdness going on it's yeah, just yeah. all up front what you're paying and what you're getting and everything so. yeah i mean i i think honestly it's it's phenomenal what 
technology has done to the music industry since honestly since Napster, right? Like yeah. that that turned everything upside down for record labels. But that to me was kind of like the the start. Obviously the internet was the, the big push there, but I mean just the democratization of everything. And then you get to this point now where like online collaborations happen. Like I've, I've collaborated with, you know, so many people that I've met on social media, never even had a phone call with or face to face and being able yeah. to do that and then release through, through a service like DistroKid, right? And then everybody's getting their fair share of royalties. And yep. um, I don't know, are you familiar with uh, Sherry, Sherry, Sherry who she's a, she's a writer, um, but Not I, she's fascinating um i don't know her personally i mean i followed her on twitter for a while and she she's just a, a really great uh i don't know if she considers herself a journalist but I, I think she is journalist author like she's basically following the intersection of music and technology and mm-hmm. she just put out she just put out this fantastic article recently and she has a lot of great material but the, the one i was literally just reading last night was about how label advances or like a lot of these new distributors so district isn't one of them but uh i think stem awol a lot of these other a lot of these other distributors are kind of stepping into that artist services role without taking any of the copyright right like they the the artist gets to keep their copyright and then you'll have um you know distributors sounds like with uh even hard drive as well where it's like, okay, we're gonna help push the song, put it out there, and we get five percent off the back end, right? And you've had other services like Music Fund and all that. So, to me, it's like there's so many opportunities now for artists not to just collaborate with one another, but to really get access to all these services and 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 push your music out there and kind of get the best best of the best quality or best of the best uh, output. Um, yeah. Because uh, speaking even like like Spotify, they bought Sound Better, right? And yeah. you know, Spotify is only gonna invest in something if they believe that there is high potential for it within with the future yeah i'm on sound better i've had a ama- mm-hmm. i've had some crazy jobs one highlight was i worked with the, this guy for 18 months and we did over 40 songs mm, together. wow uh, i think you might have mentioned scratch. this to me yeah yeah, yeah we, we uh he was a folk singer and he had written i think he was about 60 years old when we started and mm-hmm. He had written over his whole life, he had written this anthology and he'd never, never gotten great sounding recordings of them. And he was like, hey, let's do it. So we, yeah, we so he would send me. Was he, his, was he recording it on his own and then sending it to yeah. you a mix? Okay. So he had a good thing. He had like a Neumann TLM 103. So he had a decent mm-hmm. microphone. Uh, he recorded his guitar, acoustic guitar and vocal. And he would send that to me. And then I would... Uh, I would add some piano to it generally keys Mm -hmm. uh, on most of the songs, but we actually spread it out. We didn't want every song to have the same arrangement. So we, at the beginning we discussed some songs are not going to have piano. Some are. And then I had, I brought in a cellist, uh, a violinist, a flute player. And I think, I think that was, those were the main ones. So, and I, I would play piano. So between me, those four instruments plus acoustic guitar and voice, we managed to create different arrangements for over 40, 40 or so songs mm-hmm. over 18 months from start to finish. So I did all the production of the, of the instruments, part writing, arranging, all that stuff. And it was all done remotely. We never met in person mm-hmm. uh, the whole time, which is just a feat that you couldn't do yeah. until you know 10 years ago if that you know it's just mm-hmm. it's pretty wild so that's a big highlight for for sound better 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was just talking with uh, someone recently on the podcast and they, like after we got off, we're like, oh yeah, we've been wanting to collaborate for a while. And now like we both kind of have time just be, you know, do the fact that everybody's stuck at home. And they're like, oh, we should do like a, a Skype writing session. And I was like, it, it not, not in a negative way. It, it was just like, it weirded me out because I'm like, I've never, I've never done that before. I wonder what that's like, like as it is, being in the room with someone else to, to you know what I mean? Like, and then kind of being that vulnerable to put music out or, or whatever the case is like, but yeah. I, I, to me, it's just like fantastic. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, we've done this with a bunch of people before. And then you kind of just get that same vibe back and forth. So um, yeah. it's not, it sounds like, were you guys doing that as well? Or was this just like, he would send you an idea you'd send, you'd build on it. So yeah, it no, it, we wouldn't even be in contact. We would be in contact once a week generally to mm -hmm. just, uh, talk about what I sent him. He would take notes on the arrangement. You know, maybe he would be like, I, I want the cello to not come in there. I want it to come in here or different things. He, he, luckily he liked my decisions most of the time. There, <laughs> there were only, I think out of the 40 or some songs, there were really only one or two, maybe three songs that were kind of more problematic and needed mm -hmm to kind of go back and, and redo. I had to bring the, inst the instrumentalist back in yeah. uh, for, for one or two of them. But honestly, it was super just, we were kind of on the same wavelength for, for the majority of the project, which was great. So gotcha. um, yeah. And we would just, one more thing I wanted to say about collaboration, another shout out for a, for a sound better sponsored this product called audio movers. And audio movers okay yeah what audio movers does it's a plug-in you can put in your daw as a producer and it lets you create a stream a really high quality bit stream of of audio oh and send it and send it and someone else can open it in a browser and listen real time to oh, okay. like uncompressed like so it's great for those skype sessions so you can actually hear what they're hearing because sometimes skype garbles the audio of yeah, music. yeah you know it's good it's good for talking you know like what we're doing now but if i were to like play stuff on the on the piano or like more complex chords and stuff it doesn't always get through um interesting but what okay. this does is it lets you work in real time and i'm using it as a mixer with my clients because i'm like okay uh at four o'clock we're gonna listen to this mix just be in your car and i'll stream it to you so mm -hmm. i'm literally real time listening in my studio he's listening in his car and he's giving me notes in real time because we're on facetime on the same so that's, yeah, yeah that's the level that we can be at together and it just that's creates incredible actually okay much faster process much faster turnaround for mm -hmm. for artists and mixers or artists and producers or whatever i mean it just lets you hear crystal clear audio streamed right you just put in a, a plug-in on your master fader and it's just mm -hmm. right there and you log in and bam and it's not completely free. You do get a week for free, but mm -hmm. it's a subscription service. You can kind of like pay, you pay it before you use it. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's like three bucks for a, a whole week of it. So it's oh, like, wow, it's okay. really affordable. I think yeah, it's yeah. like for, for a year, it's like a hundred bucks for a year. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're doing hard. a lot of collaboration yeah. with other people, like that'll it's so pay, worth it. pay itself yeah. off right away. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Dude, you've had a lot of you've had a lot of good tips here today. I I need to get I need to up my online collaboration game because right now I'm just trying to stay busy and I feel like there's yeah. an incredible opportunity to just kind of network and collaborate with people online or through this right now yeah. through our our social distancing procedures. 
Yeah. But let's uh, let's. I want to get hypothetical with you for a moment, just because I feel like yeah. you've you've been in the industry for um, uh, maybe about the same time, but probably a little bit longer. But I think you you've definitely had a, a different perspective. But what you know, I, I've been just fascinated with how this is kind of affecting the entire world, global economy, and all that. But obviously, you and I are are in in the music industry. So what you know, where do you how do you see this kind of playing out because to me at the end of the day i feel like the main areas that are being hit is touring um shows things like that but i feel like if anything streaming numbers are probably up right now or at least staying the same right because like people are at home they they want to well actually no i did hear somewhere else that streaming is probably down because since people aren't commuting they're watching more netflix but i i don't know right like it's just like we'll have to see what the the long-term effects are but if this is something that goes on for a couple months maybe even through like the rest of the year with things getting back to normal right um how does how does this impact because you know I'm sure you you probably know artists that have been grounded since that time or no no shows or anything that they were playing is kind of down. Yeah. A buddy of mine um, lost a bunch of work because he works a lot in the live show. He runs live mm-hmm. shows front of house, you know, and yeah. none of those are going on or he'll be running monitors for a big show or whatever. And all those are getting canceled. All those tours are getting canceled. Yep. So um yeah it's it's tricky to navigate that and i'm definitely lucky that i picked the the stay inside home yeah (laughs) uh line of work rather than relying on tours but i mean that's just me getting lucky with that um as far as how it'll affect the industry just hypothetically um, yeah no we're we're speaking hypotheticals this is all speculation so of course i'm just i'm just curious if you've given given it any thought just because it it's obviously impacting yeah. everything, but yeah. you know, the, I have, you might, uh, you might have a ton of work in about four to eight weeks. If everybody's just writing right now and then reaching out to yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, let's hope that I hope that more, I think what will happen is more businesses will kind of cut the fat, right? More mm-hmm. businesses will learn how to trim the fat, whether that means we had too many people coming in to begin with, and now we're actually being more productive with yeah. fewer people. So they're actually from a business standpoint, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. From an economic standpoint, less good because maybe that means those people are getting fired. But there's a whole lot of remote work opportunities that are going to open up is what I'm foreseeing because yeah. jobs are going to be opening. Um, and, you know, people be working from home, like when they couldn't have worked from home before, like there's certain industries i know in the in the film industry i have a few friends that are working work for like sony and and like other like uh companies like that but they're now bringing their work home where before they weren't allowed to bring their work home and now they're Mm. so they have so it's like after the crisis you know can they stay working from home you know that's kind of the thing Mm -hmm. it's like i would guess they probably could you know and a lot of businesses are probably being like well we're being just as productive with people working at home where we maybe didn't think we would before. So this kind of like forces businesses to test that model of the work from home Mm -hmm. and maybe in the long run, save money because they have to, they don't have to keep their offices open or, you know, reduce office space. Exactly. They don't have to buy, they don't have to rent out five floors. You can rent out two floors instead Mm -hmm. of that, you know? So, uh, that's where my head is as far as like business. Um, and as far as as far as my jobs particular to me, I'm I'm excited because I think 
once people start making money again regularly and, and they figure out their job situations, I think there will be more work pouring in for mixers and, and, and just yeah. uh, more creative work because people are going to get tired right now. We're in, we're in the honeymoon phase of Netflix and ice cream. And then, you know, <laughs> months down the road, you know, we hit rock bottom and we're like, okay, Netflix and ice cream isn't going to pay the bills and I got to like do yep. something and I'm going to write songs and those are going to pay the bills because honestly for a, for a songwriter, that is what pays the bills. You know, mm -hmm. ideally you, you want, you want that to pay your bills eventually. So yeah. And uh, yeah. So just encouraging everybody to, to keep writing and, and doing these remote sessions yeah. is huge and, I've seen, and I've connecting seen a lot of, people with the tools. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I've seen a lot of people doing more just like online streaming, um, whether that's mm -hmm. like Twitch or Instagram live, yeah, yeah. Or something. you know, like pe people are just jumping on and like grabbing guitar. Like I mean, one Republic, uh, you know, one of my favorite bands, like, Dude's just literally grabbing his guitar in his living room, which is something that I would do, right? But it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind yeah. of crazy to see that in a sense because I mean, from from a sta from a business standpoint, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's different ways to monetize it, but um, you know, I think that it's it's interesting to see how people are kind of coping with it and staying relevant to the fan bases and all that while while this is going on, especially if you can't tour. And I'm talking about like major major acts. But the, the, the other one, just because you brought up um, Sony, the other thing that I was thinking about too is like, I wonder if licensing, well, first of all, I wonder how bad of a hit like Hollywood would take, right? Because their production sets, I'm assuming, are all closed right now. I'm sure people don't want to be in close yeah. contact. So, and then the trickle down effect from that for, for us would be, I wonder how, you know, licensing or, or sync licensing would be affected by that if projects are being either shelved or pushed back. You know what I mean? It seems like there's... Yeah. So seemed like there were so many opportunities at a certain point, but I don't know. Um, I don't That's know when that point. when that'll take some time to to ramp up a little bit, ramp back. Yeah, up. I think they've already been. Uh, my girlfriend's an actor, and and yeah, everything's remote now. I mean, she, she's still meeting remotely with her her actor friends, and mm -hmm. they're still like keeping each other accountable that way, which is great uh, to keep working. But yeah, it's hard, you know, because you can't, like you said, everything's closed. You can't yeah. meet in in groups larger than ten people. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, well, that's any film yeah. set is is it's is gonna done. it's gonna be that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, so, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, I'm just curious, like, what what is she doing? What are the opportunities for her right now? I mean, I'm assuming it's it's obviously not just her, but like for for a for a profession like that where you need to be around people or like the sets that you're working on, like how do, how does someone like her or somebody in that in that field stay productive in terms of like, I don't know, just you know what what are yeah. the, and I'm not I'm sorry I'm not meaning to put your your girlfriend on the spot I'm just no, curious for sure, for sure. I, I, it's it's interesting just because like everybody in the world is going through this right now and so mm -hmm. like I'm just I'm just personally fascinated by like every like what is every single person everyone's doing? perspective yeah like yeah, what yeah, yeah. right like like I'm not, we've talked about ours and how things haven't fundamentally changed um, I mean in some ways it has but. Uh, you know, I'm just curious, like acting, another big one. Yeah, so. she's obviously getting fewer auditions, you know, not her fault, but uh, yeah. but that's, you know, it it is, uh, it's tough, you know, because you do feel like, when is this going to, when is this going to pick back up again? You know, you, mm -hmm. you, you want to be auditioning, you want to be um, making those connections, yeah. uh, getting, getting your foot in the door of like certain casting directors and just showing face, you know, you want to be doing that. Um, so it's a lot of self tapes, um, you know, just, uh, which is just, uh, acting, you know, at term when you just take a, a 
video yourself at home and then send it in. So it's mostly just auditions that way. Um, I know she's done, she's done a few of those, um, since the outbreak, um, trying to think, but yeah, just staying positive her. She does, um, luckily for her, she does have a full-time gig, um, Mm. that she, that she can do remotely, which is great. You know, as an actor, that's the dream job, you know, you can work from anywhere and, and you don't have fixed hours. So Mm -hmm. she's always had that. So, um, so she's, she's falling back on that um more fully and kind of investing more time in that now um so it's balancing it, it out but you should honestly have her on here too i'm sure she'd love to to share yeah. like, um just her like more personal experience because everyone is just going to process things very differently and and focus on different elements just because we're different people you know we're all wired different so. i think i think i met her briefly after yeah. joe show so yeah no but yep would love to chat with her just i mean it's it's just like i said this is this is something that's i feel like a once in a lifetime type of event you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. everybody's gonna remember it everybody's going through it so it's it's definitely interesting to see people's experiences and their perspectives and and what they're doing to stay sane stay productive and just yeah. kind of like you know ride this thing out but what what i always say is this is the best time in history when this kind of event could have happened because looking on the bright side we're more connected than ever. We have the technology is unprecedented. Like we can do this, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it's just, we are, we have so many things to take advantage of. We have more entertainment sources than ever. You know, if if you're at home bored, you're doing it wrong. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true. If you, I feel feel for you, I feel for people that are, that are telling me they're bored. It's like, okay. (laughs) You know, it's it's like creative, you know, everyone, has potential it's it's honestly it's silver lining obviously because there's yeah. definitely some real and horrific things happening 100%. But like, so silver lining is is just the fact that like there's more time to do things too right like not yeah. having to run around like i mean not not that i don't want to be social and get together friends like it's <laughs> but, at the, but at the same time if i'm forced not to all suddenly all of my nights are free and it's yeah. like I can choose how I'm spending that time, right? And, yeah. and what type of productivity level I want to have. And, and yeah, it is what you, you know, you get out what you put in. So I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of people will see it that way. I think you, you kind of put it in a nice kind of black and white term. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how, how things kind of ride out, man. But I know. Yeah, optimistic. Uh, I, I know. I know. I think we're around time here. I think you, you got to run soon. But before we do that, I don't know if you just want a shameless plug or shameless promo time. Uh, yeah. I will start it off for you. Josh mixed the song "Don't Forget About Me." It sounds incredible. It's phenomenal. He's also mixed uh, quite a few other. Um, well, actually, you've mixed a bunch of stuff. But uh, you, you feel free to list list out some of your discography if you'd like. But um, yeah, no, I highly recommend your work, man. I appreciate just the insights, the conversations we've had. I uh, just want to give you an opportunity to, you know, for anybody listening, because I do know a lot of folks who have asked me, uh, you know, just where I get my music mixed, production process, all that. So happy to to plug you if you want to throw your socials and any yeah. any other information about yourself out there. No, thank you, Zane. Um, yeah, it's at Josh Woods and it's spelled W-D-Z. So Josh, then W-D-Z on Instagram. You can connect with me there, preferably uh, on my website um, is a great place to check out my work. I have a bunch of things there, my discography there, um, mm-hmm. some testimonials there. You can get in kind of um, a little bit of what we talked about. Um, I talk about like my background and thing there, but that's just joshwdz.com. 
Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll throw all of it in like the, the show notes or description. So. But yeah, connect with me and uh, ask questions, whatever. If it's production mixing, I always love talking about it and nerding out with, with everyone. We didn't even get to the science stuff behind it, which you had like no. briefly mentioned earlier. But yeah, we, we'll, could, come, we could come back uh, another time for that. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a round That's two. Great. We'll be around too. Maybe if this is going to last a couple months, we'll have a, yeah. <laughs> another round of this. Yeah, something. exactly, exactly. But appreciate the time, man. Good luck. I hope. Uh, I hope quarantine doesn't fry your brain in the way that it's doing for other people. As as my as my uh, as my wife tells my her her our nieces and nephews, only boring people get bored. Yes. So, we'll find ways to be productive. But appreciate the time, man. Good luck. Thank you.